Welcome, everybody, to Catfish Weekly, along with tonight's guest, Mike Greenwell. I'm Lyle Stokes. Mike, it's going to be a fun night tonight. we got a bunch of stuff to talk about. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm excited. And you know what? All the things that we've done and talked about as many times as you and I have been visiting, we still have never got together and had a bumping trip yet. We're going to make 2022, no matter what, that's got to happen now. It does. It does. We'll get together and have a big time. Might have stretched out over a couple days now that it's been so long. Yes, that sounds like a winner to me. <laughs> I'm going to try to go through some of these people that's in chat tonight. And uh, uh, if I miss somebody, just go ahead and, and holler them out because it's going to go pretty quick. And uh I know that Cindy was the first one in, and Avid and Warrior Heart Fishing, uh, Ernie Brown, Mike Irwin, Pontoon Jody, Carmel Muncie, uh, Mike Sampson. Let's see. Oh, it jumped on me really bad. Catfishing with Kaz, Freddie Outdoors, Annette Morgan, Matthew Schott, Scott. Shot, yep. Uh, Evan, Evan DePaid Tourist. Trophy Seeker Outdoors, Jason Lamb, my buddy Mark with Catfish and Crappie, Jersey Rat, a River Rat, a gentleman that, that I've talked to a few times and we message back and forth, really nice guy. If you get a chance, go check out his channel. He just started making some videos and been doing a really good job. Definitely. David Funk, John Patrick Jr., Let's see. Crappie Day Fish on. Central Valley Adventures. Don R. Cat Life Outdoors. Jeremy Colvin Fishing. Tall Betty. <laughs> Let's see. I think I called Sean Abney a while ago. Carolina Catfish. Fish. Not Jose. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nebraska Wildcats, Fishing and Freedom, Mr. Kitty Whisters, uh, Brian B. Hey, did you happen to see Brian's uh, video catching his big blue cat? I sure did. And that man needs a new net. <laughs> he needs a new net. He cannot get a fish like that in his net. And uh, those boys worked hard to get that in the boat. They really did. Yes, they did. Yes, they, they, did. they really, they really did. And great job on that catch, man. That's an awesome fish, Brian. Dale Hayslip. Uh, Fox fishing, Sandy. Yep. Central Valley Adventures. Let's see. There's a Catfish Weekly member fishing with the Chad. All right. That, and Chad's channel will be changing over to uh, Fields to Water. And be sure to go over there and give him a uh, subscription. We're trying to get him back up. He's haven't had problems with his other account, so he's changing it over. And everybody needs to go check him out and subscribe. James Kirkpatrick, welcome. I'm sure Lizabella is in here if we haven't seen her yet. Dan Thompson, a great supporter of ours. 
Hooks and Hammocks had their 1,000 subscriber show a while ago. What a great show. They done a bang-up job on that. Had Chad in there using, in there helping them out really good. David Funk. Welcome, Funkster. Chucky Morgan. I think you said catfishing with the cause, didn't you? Yes. Lance McCougai, the Hawaiian fisherman, whiskers and stripes. Um, Joe Buck, 66. Ronnie Moore. Turador Arco. Itty bitty kitty committee. <laughs> That's kind of tough. Be careful now. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> There's Dan. Dan's V3 Custom Kentucky. James Fox. Hey, Bink, how you doing? Good to see you in here. Hope you and Janet are doing good. He's been on some big fish here lately. Yeah, he has. But Bink's a, Bink's a big fish fisherman. <laughs> LG Bass. Getting hooked on D fishing. And I think we're pretty caught up. Tim Molina says Greenwell is everywhere these days. He is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we set up uh, this quite some time ago. It wasn't like I just called you up today and said, hey, Mike, can you jump in here? Yeah, this has been at least a two or three week thing. And Oh, yeah. I think uh, fishing and stuff come in here. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. It's good. It's always good to have Keith in here, man. He is as good as it gets. It's all mine. Uh, Joe Newman, that ditch pickler, that weekend angler guy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Used to be Chad's number one fan. That's a new one. Whiskers and dreams. <laughs> well, thank you guys for all of you joining in here. We appreciate it so much. Mike, I want to show you something that I got in the mail the other day. I was talking about these. I got these for Brad Caudill. Um, they have foam up here in the top, weights down in the bottom. I assume this is some type of heat shrink or rubberized stuff on the bottom and top, and they put them in there. Cindy came out here today, and she was looking at them, and I she knew I had them. She grabbed one up and took it in, filled the sink in the kitchen up with water to make sure it stand up. <laughs> and it did, kind of. <laughs> well, how much does that thing weigh? What's the what's the weight? Um, I if I'm correct, he sent me several of them, and I think I got two threes and four ounces. Nice. I believe is what I got to try out. And uh, we got storms moving in this week, so I may not get it to try them out this week. But as soon as I get a chance. I kind of drag bait year round, you know, and uh, depending on where I'm at, which which weight that I'll be using. But uh, I'm I'm super excited about trying them out. And before the night is over, we have some tidal weights and sinker decals. We're gonna give some of them away because Brad sent me several of them. I give some away the other night, and we're gonna give some more of them away. And uh, people can pass them around. But, man, if you guys are in the market for any dragon weights, give Brad a holler. You, you won't be disappointed. They're very well made. There's Joey Stewart. And, you know, Lyle, everybody calls them dragon weights. But this past summer and early fall, I was using them for drifting weights also. 
Absolutely. They wouldn't get hung up as much, you know, make That's the, right. have the weight on the very bottom of like a Kentucky rig tied up. Yep. That yep. working great. Yeah, I can see where that would be a, a real advantageous to did I mention that catfish and crappie is in the house? My I buddy Mark, did. He has a show right after we're done. You guys want to make sure you tune in and watch him. Real gals catfishing. Or real gals fish. I'm sorry. I'll get it right. Fat boy catfishing. Oh, looky there. Looky there. Are you all the way to the bottom? You got a... No, I'm not there yet. <laughs> There's Freddy's Outdoor Adventures. Couple crosses fishing. Thank you, Betty Jean. Thank you so much. I still can't figure out how to become a member, and I've always been behind on my monthly donations. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's quite all right. Thank you, Betty. We appreciate it so much. Davy Crockett. Uh, somebody, a.k.a. Papa T, welcome. Somebody said in the chat, and I missed it, uh, who it was, asking Chad if he's still throwing away rods. The boy has really been catching hell about that. <laughs> but um, he let, in Chris and Telly's thing while ago, he let it out that he had lost or thrown away another one or two somewhere in his life expectancy. So um, it's a wonder he has anything to fish with. <laughs> But you know, I, I I can't laugh too hard because I've uh, I, I've thrown a few of them in the river myself. I had a um, brand new bumping rod that a guy had sent me a blank to test to see if I liked it, and I really did like it. And I built a a bumping rod and I put all my sponsors' names up and down that rod, every one of them, and it looked turned out really nice. And we was fishing on Mississippi River up north of Hannibal, not quite to Quincy. And got some heavy waves, and I guess it got bounced out of the boat, or a fish pulled it over, or something. Whatever it was, it come up missing. First day with a brand new sixty five hundred Abu on it. Oh no! Oh, uh, that's the only one like that I really ever did lose. But um, it's killer. I mean, it, it, it's just heartbreaking, and I know it hurt Chad to lose his rod the other day, but it's been pretty entertaining for about everybody else. <laughs> it's all mine. Broke back Bob. We're still coming in, Mike. You just recently purchased another boat. I did. I did. I got me a Tracker Target 18. Them are very nice boats. How are you liking it so far? I am in love with this boat. I had it in some some pretty rough waters today, and it just uh, it, it just goes above and beyond what I'm used to from my other boats. And of course, this is only the second boat I've ever owned, right? And so I'm just you know you got that full tall window, so when you hit them waves and the water splash, you don't get wet at all. Right, right, yeah. Um, and this is quite a bit bigger than the other boat, isn't it? Yeah, the other one was uh, 17, but I don't think it was a full 17. But it's wider, it's longer, deeper. Does it have more motor? No, it's actually got less motor, but it goes faster. The other one was a fiberglass. Oh, so it was and waterlogged, and yep. this year it's got a 90 on it, but she gets up and goes. There you go. Them are them are really nice boats. You and I talked about that before. Um, 
Central Valley says, well, I'll go with a big fish pulled it over. Sounds better. <laughs> hey, Lynn, glad to see you in here tonight. Catfish regulators, David Smith fishing with the squirrel. Um, David Martin, one of the greats, man, he's a super nice guy. Y'all ever get a chance to meet him? You will really enjoy it. Realville catfishing. Hello there, Mr. John. How are you doing tonight? Man, they're still coming in, Mike. Coming in. That's, That's great. Good. Yeah, it is. It's, it's awesome to have all these great supporters that we got. Mike, um, whoops, that's not what I tried to hit. It moved on me. David said Tracker makes good boats. Never regretted buying one. I think he just got one, and I believe that's his second in a row on Tracker. So that's really good. There's Kevin with Palmetto Cats has joined us. Welcome. What, uh, You've been out, you was out fishing today. How'd that work out? We did really well today compared to the past <laughs> week. <laughs> the past week's been pretty rough on us, but today we made up for it. We we caught about seven fish. None of them, you know, really big, but it was just good to finally get something on the line. Oh, heck yeah. Heck yeah. And did you tell me that you was up in the Green River? Went up in the Green River. I put in on the Ohio River, and I ended up probably about nine miles up the Green River. I almost... One one bend away from seeing the Spotsville Dam. Oh wow, you went quite a ways up there then. Yes, sure did. Yeah. Sweet. I see Mr. Dieter Melhorn has joined us in chat. Welcome, Dieter. Books and hammock. Um I like I like fishing at Green River. If you put in at Owensboro, you can go down there and go up in there where all that do they work on them barges in there or are they just yes. rest them there? They work on them. But I know that some of them have been sitting there a long time. You can get up in there and fish behind some of the barges, and every once in a while you can do really good. Yes, that's. I gotta every time I go in there, I gotta slow down and scan. No matter where, if I'm going to Spotsville for bait or whatever, I gotta slow down and scan that area to see what's gonna happen. <laughs> I hear you. What? Um, how far is it up in there before you get to that low head dam? I believe it's ten and a half, almost eleven miles. I knew it was quite a little ways. I wasn't sure how far it was. Welcome, Alicia. Um, seeing somebody else in here, Mike. I'm trying to catch them all if I can, but I know that I'm going to miss some. James says there's some dandies in the fox, and he is correct about that. Yeah. About... Four years ago, I think I seen on my memories today on Facebook that uh, I caught my very first 40-plus pounder on the Green River. And so that's, that's, we fished in the wintertime to get away from the wind. Yeah. And so any anytime it's cooler outside and the wind's blowing, you can find me on that Green River. Well, that's good. Now, there's not, is there a boat ramp on the Green? There's, uh, there's one there in Spotsville, Kentucky, just above that low-head dam. And then there's a second one called a Hamilton Ferry Boat Ramp. It's pretty much in the middle of nowhere. Somebody's going to have to show you where it's at for you to find Oh, okay. It. Okay. But it don't get cleaned. If the river does it up and down, it's going to be pretty muddy, so you better take a shovel. Yeah. Steve Locke, 760, Mike's Fishing Home. Welcome, you guys. We appreciate you dropping in. Um, I've, I've not been up there past the Low Head Dam. That's as far as I was ever ever at, but I kind of like fishing that Green River, um, and it always seemed, I always seem to be able to find bait there. Definitely. And um, 
let's face it, when I was driving down there to them tournaments, if you go that far, you need bait and you need it as fresh as you can get it. And that was always one of the places that we could find some. So yeah, we we kept that a, we, we kept that a secret for quite a quite a while, but then other guys started following other guys up to that Spotsville Dam and the word got out and yeah, you can get up there and catch them skipjack, and other people like to go up there and catch them little bitty yellow tail shad. Go up there and throw a cast net. It's going don't get caught because he's not not supposed to throw a, uh, a cast net within two hundred and fifty yards of a dam. And really, so, I didn't know that. Yes, it's like two hundred. Good thing, probably good thing I didn't know that. <laughs> Because I've thrown it up there. Right, right. I think, I think we all have. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that it was like that. Bugman22, hi, guy. Glad to be in here. I think this is my first time on this show. Well, welcome. We're sure glad to have you. And uh, if you like what you're seeing, hit the like button. And if you're not a subscriber, please subscribe. We're so glad to, to have all of you in here and chat tonight. Um not sure how many we got in here. Looks like 75 at the moment, which nice. is uh, pretty good. That's a pretty good number for this early in the show. I think Bugman is pretty new to the, the whole catfishing community here, and he's been popping in quite a few different live shows here lately. That's so. great. That's great. You'll be you you'll you'll pick it up really quick and become one of the family before you know it. And he's another Indiana guy, so well, there you go. <laughs> That kind of fits right in with you. That's right. Um, Avid dropping the links. That's a good deal. Thank you, Avid. We appreciate that so much. I had to answer a question there. Sorry about that. Um, trophy Seeker Outdoors. See anybody else new jumping in right at the moment? No, but you never know. So, um, what, what else? How many videos you got out now, Mike? Oh, goodness, I'm probably close to 150. Yeah, I knew you had had really picked up a lot in the last couple of years, and, and um, you had a new one out just in the last day or two today, I think. Uh, I went live out there today for about an hour. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, man, I've, been you... trying to, I've been trying to put an edited video out uh, every Tuesday morning or Wednesday morning, depending on how busy I am. Well, uh, you work a full-time job. YouTube's not your main <laughs> source of income. I, I'm quite sure of that. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> There's only a few people that can can honestly say that they make a living off of YouTube and Dieter, he's independently wealthy, so he don't need the money anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> Quiet man, Curtis, welcome. But uh, yeah, it's uh, one, one a week is, is a full deal. By the time you work, do all the stuff that you have to around your house and take care of your family and, and uh, take time to go fishing and get enough material to edit out and then make a video. Uh, that's pretty much a full week type thing. So, um, yeah, if you're doing doing one a week, that's pretty good. And if you get more than that, um, you've really done good. And I think that's where a lot of guys try to get, um, like, reviews and stuff yes. to help them with, with more content. And yes, Betty, I will try to go live on a day you're off work, but 
I guess you're gonna have to, gonna have to send me your your work schedule. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's traveling all the time. Her husband is uh, working in one state, and she lives in another state, and she's traveling to see him, and he's coming home to see her, and they've kind of had a had a deal going on, but uh, you know, you right now, just like any other time, if you got a good job and you like what you're doing, uh, you better take care of it because you never know how long that's going to going to work out. I see one of my favorite people is in the house tonight. I lost him here for just a minute, but Junior Proctor is in the house. We're glad to have him. Ryan Bortz, Blue Collar Fishing, has joined us. Um, Fishing with the Chad. I wonder why he doesn't have this new name up. He needs to have that up. Yeah, he does. Jeremy Tournament Cats. I think we said Brian um, or uh, Mike's Fishing Home. There's a fat boy catfishing. Jody is Lyle's number one fan. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Tree Limb Fishing. Dieter says, I'm a trust fund baby. My parents trusted that I'd be okay, as sexy and charming as I am. Oh, boy. <laughs> Better get some boots, because it's getting deep around here. <laughs> oh, you got to love me some Dieter Melhorn, man. <laughs> um, Dieter, I, I have to say, Mike, Dieter is um, not only a good fisherman, and he's very good with... Um, uh, stuff to save our fish and and uh, conservation uh, across the board. But he's an entertainer on top of it, and that helps us out a little bit. Definitely. And he's full of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting to see the water chickens. He keeps talking about fishing, catching, using bait that's natural in, in your environment. Well, I'm looking for a water chicken out there in his waters. I know he's got one. I know he's got one. I just haven't seen it yet. Mo Creek Fishing, welcome. Danimals Creation and Adventures. There was somebody else. I, they get to flying by and I miss them. There's fields to water. Man. Mark says he's an honorary Ohio native. <laughs> All right. Parker Pursuits. Man. Okay. There's Keith Smart. Yeah, they're going, they're going pretty quick now. We must have picked up a few more, I would say. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we've got the 80 now. That's great. Glad to see everybody in here. Uh, in case you didn't see it, we had a great show Saturday night with a bunch of us in for the for our Christmas thing. Probably make that an annual deal. So um, this is the second year in a row. We had a great time with that. If everybody enjoyed it, if you haven't seen it, go take a look at that. You probably will enjoy it. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Sunfish Assassin has made it in. Looks like Muskrat Adventures made it in. Yeah, hey, Roger, good to see you in here. I think you have been out fishing quite a bit here lately. <laughs> what do you have planned up for the for this year, Mike? Do you have anything that you can tell us about that's uh, going to happen? Well, you know, uh, I'm really going to focus more on the YouTube. 
liked part of it. I think I really would like to see if I can get it to grow a little bit better. And, you know, I'm, I'm still going to do some of the local tournaments, but I did my first online tournament this year. Uh, I think it was the, uh, the tactic cat. And mm-hmm. I didn't think I was going to have as much fun as I had in that little tournament. That was a blast. It was a lot of fun. So I'm going to enter as many of those as I can if I get picked. Right. Chad. <laughs> <laughs> well, one, one of the things about them online tournaments, you can only get so many hosts and so many people on the panel. Uh, and everybody has to be live when it's going down. The thing is, if you've got eight spots, and you've if you've got forty people wanting in there, then you got to go to a drawing situation to see who makes it, and that's fun. Yes. You don't always get in, but it's still fun, and um, I think that's a I think that's a fair way to do it. Um, and then it becomes a process of elimination on who places where, uh, and as I don't see COVID and things like that going away, Mike. I think it's going to be with us for maybe from now on and at least for quite some time. And let's face it, if you're in your boat with your partner or your family, whoever you're fishing with, you're probably pretty sure that they're not going to do something to you instead of being around uh, two or three hundred people in an area where maybe you get it, maybe you wouldn't. It just depends on how you feel about that stuff. I don't worry about it. I just go on. But a lot of people are very concerned with it, and, and they should be probably. So these online tournaments, I think, is going to grow in popularity, and I think they're going to get a lot bigger in the next year or two. I believe so also. I believe so also. John Boys Catfishing, Sean Abney, Cody from 3 Plus 1. You guys are doing awesome yeah. stuff too. To go back to that tactic cat, you know, I really did try the the way that tournament was set up. You know, you had to catch the smaller, the biggest. Da 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 da. Mm-hmm. I really did try. I put out some small pieces of chicken. I put out some small night crawlers. Then you know Parker, I think it was he was just starting to wear them fish out, and somebody caught like a a point oh three catfish, and I was yes. like, I can't compete with that. That I'm was Parker, wasn't it? I'm sorry. Wasn't that James Dockery? No, I think it was Parker, wasn't it? Was it Parker? Okay. Yeah, I think so. But, I, you know, I, I was just sitting there thinking, I can't compete with that, so I'm going to go do what I do. Yeah. I went down and was drifting my hole, and I caught those three fish, bang, 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 those three nice fish, and mm-hmm. I just, I'm going to do what I do. <laughs> I think that Josh put that together. He done a bang-up job, and um, I hope he makes that an annual thing, because I thought he was come off really well. I thought he done a Really good job presenting it, and I thought it worked really good. And Fields to Water says, no, James Dockery caught a .01 pound. (laughs) So it was Dockery. Man, that was just crazy. Dockery, you know, if you want to catch, he he caught a bunch of fish today. (laughs) I mean, I told you about it earlier. I don't know if he wants me to say that stuff or not. He caught a ton of fish today, and just about every day uh, he goes out, he catches a lot. Fishing with the rut. Help. Thanks for coming in. Um, but if you're going to catch small fish, he's your guy. <laughs> that's, that's, that's awesome. 
I mean, or point, 0.1, that's just, that's minnows. Moe Creek, Mo Creek said Christina did a bang-up job hosting the tactic. <laughs> well, that's true. She really did. <laughs> Stonefly71, welcome. But, uh, yeah, uh, Christina done a really good job. Uh, it was just a lot of fun. They've done, they done a great job with that. Stonefly says, it's funny, the end of December in Ohio, I was throwing top water catching bass. Now, that's something. That is something. So, i seen a, a Facebook post that's going to have everybody calling into work tomorrow to be down at the uh, Kentucky Dam trying to catch Skipjack. My old, buddy, my old buddy Terry Rogers, he said, December 27th, I'm in shorts and a T-shirt. Down here at the dam catching skipjack. <laughs> he probably crazy. shouldn't have said that. Yeah. <laughs> this gonna be lined up tomorrow morning. <laughs> I, you know, you can probably answer this question. Um, we used to go to Cumberland City a lot to get skipjack. Is that still operating? You know, I heard that last year uh, some guys went and it was operating, and then they went back a month or so later, and it was not. So he said he was going to try to find a number to call to see if he could get a heads up. It ain't that, been that was my favorite place to go. It, it really was. We we would load up that motel that was down there. They had two in that little town. One of them was really nice, and the other was a little rough. I've stayed at both of them, but um, the nice one, um, we stayed there several times. We'd go every year over uh, the January 1st weekend, and uh, we'd stay three or four days. And that was before they had limits on skipjack, and we'd load up, get our year supply. Of course, sometimes we'd run out, sometimes we wouldn't. But uh, I didn't know if that was still operating or not. I've heard, like you, both ways that, that uh, it's running and it ain't. And uh, I thought maybe you might know, but I really enjoy going to Cumberland City. It's a great place to, to get skipjack. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It'd be so cold. You're, you start getting ice in your eyes. You dip it out in the water and keep going. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I've um, I was down there one time with uh, a bunch of people, and um, uh, Chris Cordy and JD Richardson was down there, and it was so cold they had one of the big double burner uh, stoves going on a thirty pound propane tank, and they'd fish for a few minutes and go warm up. They'd fish for a few minutes and go warm up, and uh, it, it was brutally cold down there, but, but everybody was catching fish. I mean, yes. they was in there. So uh, there's Josh, the weekend angler. And, you know, yep. when you went when you went down there to catch skipjack, you made sure that you put in 20-pound line because you get two or three of them on, you know, fighting opposite ways. They would bust that little 10-pound line that a lot of people was using. Yeah, I, I usually had 17-pound on and um, – uh, I used a uh, actually a casting rod with a spinning reel turned upside down, uh, like a channel cat rod, seven and a half foot, and that's what I used because I wouldn't take time to build a spinning rod, which now I do. But uh, in those days, I didn't have anything that was any more suited for skipjacking because I when the first time I went down there, I took like uh, crappie rods, 
Well, that didn't last no time at all. I had every strip, bit of line stripped off of that thing in about 10 minutes. That didn't work out none. And uh, I thought, well, we've got to figure something else out for that because that's just not going to work out. So I didn't have any bass rods or anything. So I just that's what I started using. And uh, I think Cindy used a Zebco 33 and I don't know, it had 10 to 15 pound line on it, something like that. Oh, Betty figured it out. Looky here. She's a new member. That's awesome. But yeah, I, I you know, Mike, if if um, if bass guys would ever get involved in fishing for skipjack, bass tournaments as we know would probably be over. <laughs> I've said that for years. Them things are more fun to catch. Uh, I just love catching them things. They're just they're just tons of fun and great bait. Yeah, when you yep. get in when you get into them things, oh man, there's I mean you don't want to quit and go catfishing. No, that's exactly right. Fun to catch. Yeah, they are. They're fun. Josh says, I switched over to braid a couple of years ago for skips. I'm using 30-pound braid as a main line, then pre-tying my skipjack rigs out of 17-pound mono barrel swivel to tie them together. Good information, Josh. There's Patriot James. Sorry he's late, but hi, all my American friends. James, we're just glad that you made it. Come on in. Sunfish says them white bass are fun to catch also. Yes, they are. Hey, Josh made it in as a new member. Thank you, sir. Stonefly says they're fun on a fly rod. Now, I have not done that, but I can only imagine that would be a blast. Yes, sir. That, that would be a lot of fun. I happen to have a fly rod, but haven't used it much recently. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate that very much. Fields to water. Let's see. How many, um, how many tournaments do you think you'll fish this year, Mark? I'll probably just focus on the uh, uh, rod ripping catfishing trail this year. I'm not okay. sure, you know, uh, the whole monsters on the Ohio thing with Aaron not being in that no more. That it kind of took the fun away from that for me. I, you know, yeah. I love fishing it because of him. I do yeah, that's, he's a great dude, and yeah, he and he done a lot for everybody. I mean, I, I understand. Uh, we made it down there a lot of years. We really did. In fact. Yeah. That may be where I met you. I'm sure it is. I'm, I'm sure it is. Yeah. Right there at the... Uh, uh, um, Bassinmore. The Bassinmore, yep, because I was getting ready to be on the show that one time, but I had to take off and leave. Yep, yep. yep. You know, Jim and Sheila done wonderful things down there for that tournament, and, and every every year we would go down there and do live feeds. That was where we done the very first remote live feed Um we was using the old programs that we had to use it. We didn't even know if it worked. <laughs> and uh, we decided we was going to go down there. And I told Jim, I said, we got to have a good internet connection. Do you have that? And he asked Sheila and she said, yeah, we got a strong internet. And we went down there and hooked it up and lo and behold, it worked. And man, we done a ton of remote shows after that for all over the country. And, um, that was where the first one was done. 
and I'll never forget, we done one down there one time, uh, and a guy told me, he said, I'm going to bring my son down there, uh, but we're going to be a little bit late. And we run the show about an hour past where we were supposed to be, and they never showed up, and I thought, well, something's happened. I got everything. We closed it out, got everything packed up, and got ready to leave, and they pulled in. <laughs> And he said, hey, I, I told you we was going to be late. And I said, and we're going to do a show. We're going to open her back up. And we went back in there, set the whole thing up. Before we done, we done three or four more interviews after that one. And uh, we stayed another hour, hour and a half. Uh, but we done that all the time. But in the last few years, we'd go down there and they'd have cookouts. And Brandon would cook hamburgers and hot dogs. And people would come in and pick up their bait. And Man, what, what fun that was. I don't get to talk to Jim and Sheila. Like I used to, but I still talk to Brandon quite a bit on Facebook. I'd like to go down there and go rabbit hunting with that boy sometime. Looks yeah. like he's having a lot of fun. And he's dang good at it, too, it seems like. Yeah, I bet. Frank says, oh, look, new members. I know we're going to get some cinnamon rolls for members only. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's the case. <laughs> Dieter says, Patriot James, I owe you a phone call. I got a guide trip in the morning, but I will call you after I drop them off. Well, that's pretty good of you, Dieter. That's pretty fast response from you, too. I'm going to start calling Greenwell O-Reliable. If nobody's catching fish, just go watch Greenwell. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Danny. He's got it going on, man. Thank you, Danny. Thank you, Danny. There's one of my buddies right there. JBT, I'm late, but in here. How's it going, Mr. Lyle and Mr. Mike Greenwell? Catfish Lickley, we got to get to try out the new Never Lost Anchor yesterday. I'm sold on them after using them. Hands down, the best anchor I have ever used buying another one. That's great to hear. And affordable. You, you know, do you know what the cost on those are? They're just over 50 bucks. So with, with shipping, you could, probably get, you could probably get one to your house with shipping for, I'm, I'm guessing, 80, 85 bucks. I'm not Sure, how much it costs. Good shipped in. That that really is. And you know he's he's a a localish guy, so it, it, I love to support him. Daniel Rimmer, he's a really good guy. That that's cool. I had good I had deal. a box show up at my house one day, and it was from him. And I said, Dan, I didn't order a, a, an anchor. What's going on? He's I know you're going to go fish a benefit tournament. That's for you. You can just go give that away. Go give that away to them guys. Ain't that something? That's so, pretty special right there. So I, I repped I rep him every chance I get. Heck yeah. Northeast Missouri Angler was my guest last weekend with Mark and I uh, last Thursday night on Panfish Nation. Welcome to the chat, my friend. Good to see you in here. Uh, just see uh, Hooks and Hemmicks comment. <laughs> Always catching fish unless I'm with him. <laughs> uh, he drove down. Uh, and fished the Green River with me Friday. And we, I don't know, we probably fished eight or nine hours. We maybe fished 15 spots, you know, and we caught one channel cat. One <laughs> so channel cat. I go out there today and I catch seven blue cats. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. Kentucky Redneck Outdoors, welcome. Ryan Bort says the price on them just went up to $65 for a 17-pound. That's still pretty good price. Yeah, right. You're not going to find a, an anchor that does what it, it does. Works. Price. Yeah. 
There's Air Run. Welcome. Well, we sure had a blast with you too, buddy. I'm glad glad you had a good time with us. Uh, Whispering Dreams says, I want a Cat River anchor last week. Very heavy. Um, they do make, um, let's see, they make a 10, um, a 12 or 14, and an 18 that I'm aware of. Uh, I'm not really sure, but I have, have had the 10 anchor one to hold that monster cat when I had it on the Mississippi River. Uh, and the thing about the 10 pound weight, I've got both shoulders had surgeries on. So at best, if I got a, a 17 or 18 pound anchor, the best I got is about two or three pulls in a day. Um, so that 10 pounder was a lifesaver for me. It doesn't hold in every situation with a big boat, but I have had it hold me for hours on the Mississippi River, but uh, the 17 is more suited for that. But uh, for my little 18, it, it, it would hold it pretty good. But I, I think the, a lot of these companies would figure out some. Uh, Never Snag used to have the one that had all the little things on it, and it didn't weigh very much either. And I could pull it up real easy, and it would hold. But I lost two of them, and um, I just after that you quit. You quit buying. <laughs> I got a I got a question for you. I, I learned this from a guy a couple years ago. When uh, you're in pretty heavy current, turn that trolling motor on and help it help you pull that anchor in. What's that? The trolling motor. Drop that oh, trolling motor. motor. Drop that trolling motor, turn it on, and use it to help you pull that. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I've got usually got Cindy driving me up. Yeah, well, I'm you by know, myself, so I can't When do you're that. by yourself, the trolling motor would would work out really well, yeah. Yeah. Um, of course, you got that thing around your neck or off to your side. I don't know where you keep yours. I usually got mine around my neck. Uh, but yeah, uh, that would, I, I love that remote. That's just awesome. Yeah. I've actually been starting to put it down here on my side because it gets in the way of throwing that cast net. And it gets away throwing a cast net. Once in a while you get it in your line on your rod when you're casting a rod. I mean, there's that disadvantages works. to it, but, um, you got to have it somewhere where you can get on it pretty quick. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mike Lewis team whisker ticklers. Welcome to the chat. Glad to see you in here tonight. Uh, Dieter says, I'm still waiting for my sticker on my never lost anchor to come off. Good anchor, no rust, after repeated use in salt water. That's that's pretty good. If you if you don't get no rust after you've had it in salt water, something's been done correct. Yes, sir. <laughs> Alicia, uh they got I don't I can't think of the name of it, but you actually have like a a neck that holds your a lanyard. Uh, there you go, a neck lanyard for your trolling motor remote. Yep. Yeah, I uh, I'm thinking, Mike. I don't know how you attach yours to your belt or your belt loop or your pocket or something, but I'm thinking uh, uh, a carabiner would probably, with a ring on it, would probably be an easy way to do that, and they come on and off easy. Uh, I've actually got the one that. Uh, it clip unclips and it glows into the neck lanyard and then mm -hmm. it unclip it from then you clip it into the, the belt loop. It's actually the Minn Kota. Okay. They have, they have both of them. So I'm old enough. They don't have that. Um, I've had mine a long time. Yeah. 
In fact, I actually spent, the last time I got it repaired, I spent more on it than I paid for. But <laughs> the guy that repaired it for me told me uh, that the motor that was on mine was the last of the really good motors, and I've never done anything to the electric motor itself. And he says, use it as long as you get it because the new motors are not nearly as as good as those big old heavy motors. And whether that's true or not, I don't know, but I know I haven't worked on that part of it. Right. I've done some other stuff to it, but it was worth it. Um, those remotes are supposed to be uh, waterproof and supposedly float, but I'm not going to try it out. Heck no. <laughs> heck no. Josh says, I'll send you a picture of mine. I use a carabiner. Sounds like a short tip Saturday to me. Yeah. <laughs> Dieter says, that trolling motor remote gets in the way of throwing a cast net, but it never gets in the way of getting chicken breast chunks out of the Ziploc bag. Just saying. <laughs> You're eight up, Dieter. You are eight up, man. <laughs> Brad says, retractable lanyards are amazing from the hip and cheek. There you go. Northeast Missouri Angler says, I can verify that Minkota and Motor Guide remotes float broke so many lanyards bending over to get something and got them caught on things. Yeah. <laughs> I can see getting them caught on uh, rod holders and all kinds of stuff. So, oh, man, here's a toughie here. Dan says, sorry, I ran off to go eat some ghost pepper hot sauce. <laughs> I'm sure his he'll glow in the dark later on tonight. <laughs> Dieter's ears should have been burning last Tuesday. We covered chicken debate. We did. <laughs> oh man. I have to say it though, that old chicken worked for me this this uh fall, early fall. I just could not believe it. I was in a rut. I couldn't find no bait nowhere. I think I even said sorry, Lyle, in my video. <laughs> <laughs> I put that a lot. I, I really do. Whisker Dream says, Dieter is full of chicken stuff. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> you know, we talked about that with just about everybody, Mike. And um, I, I have told this a number of times. I've tried chicken. I really have. I've tried it with everything in the world on it. Uh, marinated, froze, um, vacuum sealed, and then froze with all kinds of whatever you get on it. <laughs> Never had a bite, ever. And catch it with, with Chad and Skipjack and everything else, but never chicken. I guess the fish that I'm fishing for just smarter than the ones Dieter fishes for. <laughs> uh, you know. But I, I think if we get to go out there this year, um, Dieter's going to have to take me out with him and show me how he does it. <laughs> He's just going to have to. I, I just don't see any way out of it. But uh, it I just. Was taking, uh, I was taking my old buddy John out. He's a pastor, so I really wanted to get him on some fish. I, 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 th I spent an hour throwing for shad, and we caught like four. And I went and bought some chicken at Snooks the night before. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to try it. I, I, I'm going to try it. Every fish we caught on chicken, every fish that day came off a of chicken. 
and we caught some 20 pounders, some upper teens. I mean, it, it surprised me. It really did. Hey, if it's working, it's working. The, I would, I would rather bite my tongue and use chicken and catch fish than sit there with a skipjack all day long and not get a bite. You know what I mean? I, you just, it's just the way, the way it is. Cindy was good enough to look it up and said, Cat River anchors are 10, 16, and 20. I couldn't remember if it was 14 or 16. Uh, and I should have. I used to be a distributor for them, but um, the 10 is easy for the pull up. The 16 will hold a lot of stuff, but if you're having holding problems with a big boat, you want the 20. And I'm sure that's with any anchor. You know, if you're having trouble in heavy current stuff, and and you're gonna have them, then you always want that aquatic chicken swimming the big mo. <laughs> oh man, I know Parker, uh, my buddy Parker. He he is a big chicken guy, but he catches a lot of fish. Well, I'm pretty sure that I heard uh, even Brian B. say that fish he caught came on a piece of chicken breast. The, oh, really? I must yeah. have missed that. Or I was just trying to tune him out. I don't know. I think it. he put it in chat. Wow. Wow. Cool. Wait, wait, wait. What did Mike say about chicken saving the day? My speaker went out. Make sure he repeats that. <laughs> yeah, you heard me right. You heard me right. It sure did. <laughs> Brad says, Lyle, it don't work well everywhere. Certain spots helps around muzzle beds. Well, I don't really know where there's any muzzle beds at in my area. And I used to know where there was some at on the rivers when we fished them a lot, but um, I don't know where there's where there's any at down here, but I'm sure there is some. Uh, maybe I just need to spend more time looking. Patriot James says, Mike, what do you do when bumping and come up over sharp drops and rises? That's a great question, James. Well, James, you know, it's uh, when you get the feel of bumping and you do it for so long, you start noticing that drop. You just keep letting out line and letting out line and letting out line. And then when it's coming back up, you just got to keep, you just got to reel it in as it pull up a little bit further just so the current catches it and starts bringing it, walking it back up. That's, that's exactly right. When you do it as long as, you know, you go out and that's all you want to do, you start, you start noticing. I mean, it's amazing. You could feel a tree down there and you just pick up a little extra and you go right up over that tree. It's, it's amazing. It is. And, um, I might add this. He didn't ask me the question. He wanted your opinion, but I'm going to throw a little in there. If you're doing very much bumping, you're going to be watching that depth finder. And a lot of times you'll notice it start to gradually start dripping off before it, it drops off. And when that happens, depending on how, how far your line is out there, if your line has already got in that, you've noticed it's not at quite so much of an angle. It's pointed more down towards the back of the boat. And uh, if you know that there's a drop-off coming, I slow down a little bit and let it bounce right down in that hole. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's once you do some of that back-bottom bouncing, 
you pick up tricks that a lot of people neglect to tell you or choose not to tell you, but you'll figure them out because you get more proficient. Of it. It's just like anything else. The more you do it, the better that you get. And when we lived up home, we fished the rivers all the time. And I mean, from the time the water got warm enough to bounce, that's what we done. And uh, you get to where you're pretty good at it. You figure out the rigs that work the best for you and the ones that don't work for you. And um, like I say, little tricks like your line starting to, to do to go down at less of an angle, you know that you're going in a hole. And uh, and when I go down in one of them holes, I usually slow down because normally there's fish in the bottom of them or on the way down to the bottom of them. They'll be on, on shelves as it drops off. So, um, yeah, there, there's a lot of tricks to it. There sure is. And because, like you said, when you're going down, your goal is to catch that fish so you don't have to come back up it. <laughs> that, that's exactly right. You're, that's that's correct. Keith Smart says chicken hearts catch a lot of channel cats, and that is a fact. Just like livers, except they stay on the hook a little better. Davy Crockett says, I like chicken hearts with gizzards and gravy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, question is, do you get hung up on the sharp rises as your line hits at the top? I, I don't personally. Yeah, me When I first started, yes. When I first started bumping, you know, you're going to get hung up no matter what you do when you first start bumping. But when you get that feel for it, you know what's coming in. Fields to water, I actually was bumping – Sunday morning and 48 degree water and caught three catfish. So that's awesome right there. 48 degrees. It that's about the line though. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out and do it again just to see if I can. Yeah, as long as you can. <laughs> Thank you, James. I'm glad you like the shirt. Um, Danny Stone says I killed a chicken one time and got stuck with chicken man Dan from Brian B fishing and freedom fishes with chicken all year long. And his last name is Cluck. Talk about a missed opportunity. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think I seen Brad ask, what was my water temperature uh, today? Today on the Green River was uh, 48 this morning. <coughs> but as the day went on, it did get up to 50. On the Ohio River yesterday, it was 48. Brad says, those big fish are so lethargic yesterday and soft-biting. He's probably got a lot colder water temperatures. We've had such crazy weather that oh. we're still, I can't believe we're still in the high 40s. I can't either, but, you know, we talked about this uh, before the show. Uh, I watched a show today, and there's a huge storm mass in northwestern United States and one in the south western United States, and they're going to converge and meet up about the where the Rocky Mountains is, and they're going to come over there. They're talking about 130 mile an hour wind come out of this as it comes over there, and then it's going to come through and make like a comma up through my area and head right over towards you guys over in Indiana and Ohio and places like that. 130 mile an hour wind is pretty rough. Yes, it is. So... I'm not thrilled about seeing any of that, but uh, I guess we'll take what we can get. Amy Evans, welcome to chat. 
says, Yesterday was so gorgeous on the Ohio River. Whisker Dreams. No, my, my depth fighter actually has a uh, <laughs> a temperature gauge on it. I, I'm not one of those that stick my hand in the water. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> Frank says, it's a mud pit up here. We should have 8 to 12 inches of ice. It's 50s and mud. <laughs> well... I hate to tell you, old buddy, but it's probably going to get worse before it gets better. But I I think that uh, Mark sent me a deal this morning uh, that we're supposed to get a whole bunch of snow and stuff probably towards the end of this month and first and next. And, uh, boy, whoopee. Thrilled about that. And Keep you know, that I weather up your way. Okay, Parker, I'll do my best. I am going to try to make a few trips down to Alabama this year just to see if I can. I want to go down there. I, I don't, I've only met down there twice. We went once last year and we did okay. I'm going to go to, I'm going to go spend a couple days down there and just fish from dusk till dark. Right. Let's see what I can get into. Yeah, it, it's a great place to fish and a lot of fun. The, the issue that I have is so far to go down there. Yes. Um, and you know, and it, uh, with, uh, with your president's um, three dollar gallon gas makes it kind of tough to do. But uh, you gotta have motel rooms and everything else. You gotta eat regardless. It doesn't matter if you're sitting at home or if you're somewhere else. Granted, it's a little cheaper if you're at home, but you still have to eat. Uh, but the gas back and forth and the motel rooms and and uh, stuff uh, it costs a lot of money. But man, if you get on them down there, you're on them. Yeah, I, I had a lot of guys giving me some crap today because I could be at a boat ramp from my house. Well, I've got three boat ramps here in town that I could be to within 20 minutes on the Ohio River. That's pretty tough. So that's it's. I talk that big talk. I want to go to Alabama, but man, it's so easy to just hook up and drive 20 minutes, put the boat in, and go fishing. Yeah, uh, it, it, I agree, man. That's it. It is. That's. Um... It makes it it makes it hard to do. So, uh, I understand completely. I would like to do a giveaway tonight, Mike. If you don't care, no, let's go right ahead. We kind of let time get away from us, didn't we? We did. I, you know, when that happens, and uh, when you have a good guest, but uh, I'm going to try to. Yes, you know, Chris. And um, get this shared out so we don't take up too much time, and uh, that way Mark's um, ready to go because I know he's got a good guest on tonight, uh, and it's going to be a great show for him. So if you guys are interested, you can. Uh, whoops, what I do? <laughs> There's enough of us on the screen as it is. You don't need to add them. <laughs> no. I hit the wrong uh, screen share. How about this one? Enter hashtag counter and we'll give away one. I happen to have one of them little babies right here. So anybody that wants to win one, just sign her up and we'll get her going. Lyle, you run out of stickers, I'll send you a bigger stack. <laughs> Brad, we'll give away a couple of a pair of stickers just as soon as we do this counter. 
I didn't realize that we was running so close on time um, because I tried to get out so Mark can get his guest in and, and have it. Hey, there's Kevin Baker, crappie day fish on. Joe Buck, fishing with squirrel. I know we said most of you guys, but it doesn't hurt to say it again. And we'll give away this counter, then we'll give away a couple of these tidal weights and sinker decals. And we're going to be giving away these decals for Brad for a while, so uh, never fear. We might try to start doing that a couple of times during the shows uh, to help him out. So you guys need sinkers and stuff, you need to get on over there. High Plains R&R, hello, welcome to the chat. Uh, try to help Brad out, and uh, don't forget to... Uh, Go to fields and fields to water and um, sub to, to Chad's new channel. And Mike Greenwell's channel is in the description below the show. So be sure to check him out. Got some great videos in there. You're going to like them. Bugman22 says his sinkers are the best. Are they guaranteed to sink? I bet they are. <laughs> I, know, I know a guy used to talk about that all the time. <laughs> there is Chad's link to Fields to Water. Make sure you go over and sub. He has uh, over a thousand subscribers and he's changing the names and you got to start all over. So if you're a sub to Chad's channel, go check him out and give him a hook set. Make a comment in one of his videos and help him out. Thank you, uh, Jersey River Rat. We appreciate you being in here tonight. Where are we at on them, Mike? 36 entries. We'll give just a minute more or so, and we're going to uh, go ahead and draw for that so we can do the other one. Oh, man, i got to get that one up there. Help the drive for five. Let's get the happiest fisherman on YouTube to 500 subs. James Dockery Fishing. Thank you so much for that, Josh. Let's see. Do we gain any more? 37? Yeah, 37 is what I see. All right. I think that's good enough. What do you say we go ahead and rock and roll? Let's spin her. There's 38. Freddy's Outdoor Adventures. Freddy, give me your, send me your shipping address. I know I got it. I might be able to find it, but just in case, you might want to see it again. And while we are at it, we're going to draw again for a pair of decals for tidal weights and sinkers, Brad Caudell. So here we go. we got 40 entries now. Chrissy Brown. Chrissy. Glad to see you in chat tonight. Chrissy, be sure to send me your address. You can email it to me or at uh, catfishweeklytv at gmail.com or just send me a message in Messenger and I will get it shipped right out to you. Mike, thank you so much for joining me tonight. I appreciate it very much. You have any closing statements before we go? I just want to thank you for having me on, chatting, chatting about some catfishing for an hour and Everybody, make sure you hit that thumbs up on your way out. Mike, it's always a pleasure to have you. We've had you on here before. we got to make that trip bumping. Um, I think we'll have a great time. We'll try to do that this year. We've been talking about it for a couple of years, and 
It just hasn't worked out. But we'll get together and do that, and we'll have a great time doing it. If we catch fish, it'll be a blast. If we don't catch anything, I'm pretty sure we're going to have a good time anyhow. Well, that's how I, but I'm in it for the fun. I'm in it that's for right. the fun. That's right. That's exactly right. I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. Be sure to tune in to Mark with Catfish and Crappie Podcast coming on next, and be sure to check out uh, Fields to Water show Thursday night instead of the bait shop, and right after that, Pan Fish Nation. See you all then.